This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. Hi, producer Matt. How are you today? Hello. <laughs> this was a wild episode. This to was a, a wild one because it's been very much anticipated since we started the show. I think I it think. was one of the first people I said you should get Brew on. Yeah. <laughs> when we were I know. pitching the ideas. I know. And you said, let me get everyone but Brew to be on the first <laughs> episode, actually. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Out there are two reasons. The first reason is that, and I say this to him while we're recording, the first reason is he's so busy. Like he's doing all of these things all over the place at all times. And like, even when we do have time to like go to dinner, like John, Brew, Anna, and I will all go get like dinner and go for double dates and stuff like that. A lot of the times it's like sandwiched in between all these other things they're doing because they're just so busy. And um, so I, I'm so appreciative of any of the time that he has, you know, and like, of course, when I said that he was like, Oh, my God, I, I would have done this immediately. I didn't even think twice yeah. about it. But the other reason is um, because we talk about like, relationships and sex and things like that. And so I didn't want to put too much pressure on his relationship with Anna. And so, um, you know, I wanted to respect whatever level of privacy they wanted to have. So I gave it a little time and we finally have him on the pod and I'm so excited about it. We have him on the pod this episode. Let me tell you, <laughs> listeners, no problems on Brew in Alyssa's side, but boy, was producing that. <laughs> having a day yes you were with technical you really issues were. i forgot uh, my, about that <laughs> my computer had basically just ceased working mm. um so i was recording i was doing the entire recording from my laptop which always makes me nervous because just the overall like power of a laptop compared mm -hmm. to a desktop is is insane yeah um and then if you remember this one in in keeping with how busy of a person brew was um, Brew didn't even hang out to make sure that his audio file fully <laughs> uploaded. <laughs> so, like, usually, yeah. like, Alyssa will be like, 
goodbye. And then she'll be like, all right, now we just wait for producer Matt to give us the okay that, that we can jump out of here. You were like, goodbye. And then Brew just plopped Bye. out of existence. Bye. Gotta go. Although he did come right back in. He came yeah. right back in. I was, I was like, like, yo, hey. can you text him? That Yeah. 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 So very, very responsive. But yeah, he it was, it was fun to catch up with him. And it was also like, it's fun to have conversations with him about like how he, how he started and truly like humble beginnings to this very cool, like red carpet life. Like what the heck? I was also something that, and, and, you know, I'll speak in about this in vagality uh, because, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to the episode, hear the full story. Yeah. But I, I definitely think we learn in this episode that he, of all of the castmates of season four had a very different audition process yeah than everybody else <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean he was already he was already, he was already a somebody star. yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was very when he said that i was like that's wild yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah stay tuned for that that's, stay a, tuned that's your for little that. tease <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so um Anyway, it it was such a pleasure to have him on. He is such a wonderful friend and an important person, especially in like this phase of my life, like post show. And so I'm very grateful that he took the time to talk to us today. So enjoy my conversation with Mr. Brew. <laughs> Hi, Brew. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited. This is exactly what I needed today. I just catch up with a friend, and Good. it's yes. kind of weird. This is going to be a weird vibe, but you know how it goes. I'm usually on the the your end of it. So I know. I, if I hijack this thing, don't be surprised. <laughs> I I feel like you're going to be great. You always are, and it's also like it's crazy because you've been a requested guest on the podcast. I think since the day that I started, but I'm always like, he's so busy. I'm like, I don't want to like take an, an hour out of his day because it's just right. like I feel like even since the time the show came out to now, your life is wild in the best way possible. Yeah. So what changed? When you just saw that I'm like, I'm not, I'm failing. Like I'm, I'm obviously having more free time. Like what made you invite me now? <laughs> no, I honestly, I was like, I need to, I need to just ask him. Cause the worst thing you could say is like, no. And you didn't say no. And now we're I here. I would have said yes day one. So I'm glad, but you know what? You got to let the people uh... wait. You know what I mean? You got to give some, so you can't give them everything. We needed once. some anticipation. That's the name we of the needed game. some anticipation. Exactly. Um, all right. So obviously, like I've known you now for about a year, which is actually I guess it's longer than it's, a year because we filmed in October. Yeah, it feels way longer too than a year, which is crazy. But I feel like I've known you my whole life. I know, I know. Um, but you've started your entire journey in Michigan, and that is very far from your life in LA. Mm-hmm. So what was your hometown like? Oh, farm town, USA. I always say Detroit now because really? it's the coolest thing to be like, yeah, yeah, I grew up on eight mile, you know, Eminem. I grew up in the same trailer. Right. <laughs> uh, I just really yeah. proud. And I, I did live in Detroit for like the last three years uh, that I was there, oh, cool. but I grew up in a farm town. It was called Ida, Michigan. And I mean, like 2000 people in the town, I think uh, yeah. I had like 70 in my class or whatever in high school. So really, really small, but I loved it. You know, I was like a big I was a Boy Scout, <laughs> outdoors kid. Oh my god! Um, so it was a good. Can you like make a fire with like sticks? Well, I can tie you any knot you want. Dang. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. But yes, I could start a fire with some flint and steel or whatever. Wow. Um, and I met 
I'm an Eagle Scout, which is like the highest thing you can be. Wow. So <laughs> I, I can't Sin. believe it took me this long to get a girlfriend, but uh, I met. I can't believe I met you're another bragging. Eagle Scout in LA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's so funny. Like we're we're friends, obviously, but uh, there's very few of us, and especially in LA, so it's a really uh. fun dynamic. You're like, oh, you're a real one, like, you know. So, anyways, yeah, growing up in that small town was uh, was a lot of fun, and it's I don't know why I ended up in the city because most people that grow up in those towns stay there yeah. and stuff, but. Uh, I just knew I wanted to do something different. So it was, it was really fun ending up in L.A. now. Yeah. The universe had different plans for you, bud. You were not staying in, in farm farm town Tell USA. What. Um, what were you like in high school? Because now you're like you said it was 70 people that you graduated with. Yeah. What were you, yeah. what were you like? Um, were you a nerd? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it, it's hard not to talk about circle stuff when we're, when we're together. I know. It's like our, our thing. We, you know, our most in theme common thing so um we did the high school test thing and oh, yeah. i did not lie on that one challenge where it was like were you popular not at all um and we've we've obviously seen each other in person a bunch now so you know i was like i was never like this uh, i was four foot five like all through yeah. high school just tiny tiny and just i remember the first day of school everyone was like you're in the wrong one like oh, the middle no. school or the elementary is that way i was like i swear i'm, I'm 15. oh my gosh um, and i went to I went to a Lutheran school growing up. Oh. So you talk about going from like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like going from a sheltered Lutheran type of school yeah. and then into public school, even though it was a small town, it was still like a shockwave because it's just like different vibes, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was weird. It was a weird adjustment and uh, took me a long time to get my footing. But around like junior year, I hit the growth spur yeah. and I started understanding like everything about people. <laughs> and uh, And then we're all friends. So everyone's, you know, Everyone was cool by the end of it. You had to. You had no choice. Yeah, You're in you know, the same class as everybody. That's so crazy. I feel yeah. like socializing with only 70 people. I mean, like, obviously, you're socializing with other years, too. Like, and you can't do anything unnoticed. And everyone's just going to remember everything mm -hmm. forever because there's so few of you. That's very stressful. That's very stressful. Had to go to prom with my cousin. You know, I'm <laughs> just kidding. You? I'm just kidding. I was like, this off farm, town, for thing. farm town USA for yeah. real. Third cousin. So it's not that bad. No. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. The the options were small. It felt like, but you know how it goes with like other grades and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, he's talking. She, he's talking to a senior, yeah. and we're juniors or whatever. Like, there's always that that dynamic. So high school was weird. What a weird time. It was such and a then time. you know, I, I'm happy we went. We did because I feel so bad for all the pandemic babies or not babies, but um, I know some friends who like missed their graduation mm -hmm. and proms and all that. I'm like, dang. I thought we had it rough, but that's just yeah, that terrible. And I also like I'm. A little, I'm a couple years older than you, but I, we didn't have um, the social media platforms like like to the degree that we have them now. I feel like through most of high school, like I had Instagram in high school, but it was not what it is now. And it like that mm. alone is so stressful. And I I feel like I really feel for people who are going through middle school and have like Instagram and TikTok this like world of comparison that now you're being introduced to at such a young age. That's wild to me. And it's not even like comparison to your own class now. Like a lot of these people are following college people. And that's why I feel like, you know how every grade feels like they get, they look older yes. and older, but they're not. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a ton of social media influence where it's like, oh, I'm following these girls who are in college. I'm going to be like them, but you're like, you're in sixth grade right. or whatever. <laughs> I just think that's part of it. Um, and it's such a, yeah, such a wild west right now. Cause it's still kind of new. And I can't, I can't imagine like, I thought bullying for me was bad. Like were you I can't bullied? imagine it going viral on TikTok. Oh my God! Yeah, really? but I, I think everyone went through it because you, you know? were small. Yeah, but that's part of it. Because you were little. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And also, I was like nice, and you know, I was a, 
I had morals and stuff. Oh <laughs> I came my from god! A Lutheran school. That's why I was easy pickings, oh. as I'd say. I I remember. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, it ended up. I think. I think it's you know character building in some way. Definitely made me funnier. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You Absolutely. needed material. You needed material. The trauma. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So then, when did you start date? Actually, was your family like religious? Like, was dating and stuff like kind of taboo for you guys? Did you have a lot of rules? No, they say that like Lutheran is the lazier Catholics or something like that. I don't know what the phrase is, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't as strict. My parents were definitely strict, but um, yeah, we had religion growing up. Like obviously they put me in that school for a reason to like have that, yeah. that background and kind of learn it all and everything. And um, it was definitely like stricter parents. And I wasn't even, we weren't even like not allowed to date or anything. It was just like the fear. I yeah. couldn't imagine telling my parents like a girl is coming over or something right. shook me to my core. So um, it's definitely a late bloomer in that in that regard. Yeah. But I mean, what, uh, what are they're great? They're great people. What are dates even like in your hometown? Like, what would you even do? <laughs> uh, we had a movie theater, not in our town. Like, you know, the neighboring towns yeah. you go to. Our yeah. town had nothing. We had a a gas station. <laughs> okay. And we still do. They don't have anything now. They have a Dollar General, so it's it's moving up in Lit. the world. You can go to the Dollar General and get <laughs> get some monsters and go yeah. hit the back roads with the boys. Love it. Um. What were dates like football games? Oh, that's cute. Um, you know, school events. Feel like yeah, you'd go to a local. We were go, grew up near Toledo, Ohio, which mm. was our big city, which is just crazy to say now. Um, and they had stuff. They had a, they had a movie theater. They had a mall. They had. You'd stuff. walk around. <laughs> I think in general we had we had the main. We had some stuffs. Um, in general, dating in in middle school or not really like eighth grade, I think is when people started to like get into dating. But even in high school, mm -hmm. dating was like you like went to the movies. And that means that you just sat next to each other and like didn't talk for a long time. And I we've had I've had this conversation about like what dating was like in high school, like on the podcast a bunch of times. And it always makes me laugh because we've I've said that movie theater dates were just like dates for making out. Because what else were you doing? Like if mm. if you were brave, you were making out, and if you were nervous, you were sitting like this, and just sitting like not touching <laughs> anything or anyone. I don't think I've ever made out in a movie theater, which is probably my demise. I have no what social awareness. It goes right over my head, <laughs> and that's probably why we went to it. And I'm just like, it's a really good movie, huh? You want any more <laughs> snacks or? Something? You're, now that I think about it, you're like seeing um, Avatar, and you're day. like, "This, these graphics are amazing, are they not?" And this girl's probably like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I paid money to see the movie. Ex I'm going to watch the movie. Exactly. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's so true. It, that's what it was for. Yeah, I mean, but dating, I think, especially in a small town too, where like, how do you find people that you want to date that you haven't like essentially grown up with? I feel like you don't, or you have to go into like another yeah town nearby. The, the town thing blew my mind. I'm like, how do you guys build these connections with people in different schools? Right. And I guess it was Snapchat and stuff. And again, uh, being like sheltered in a way, mm -hmm. I never had a phone even till probably, oh man, probably like seventh grade or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's when you start it, yeah. but I didn't understand. And I think Snapchat was coming up at the time. I had a MySpace. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what your- I had my top five. What did your MySpace look like? Did you have a theme? Totally. I don't remember the theme, but I remember I was so, this was my type of what they call Riz nowadays. Ooh. I would like play songs yeah, and like, hopefully they would visit my page and see the song and get the message. I'd be like, I want you back by Jackson <laughs> five. That was no, that was <laughs> like, such a thing. That was such a thing. The songs were always okay. a subtle at for, for, for whoever you were trying to talk to. I loved that. That was my yeah. favorite. I loved. We the had songs. a had a little bit of a, 
a little bit of a fight, so I put Kanye West heartless <laughs> on there. <laughs> just like really try to send some subliminal messages. Exactly. Uh, it's so funny. MySpace flirting or whatever. Yeah. That was that was like the very tail end of the beginning of social media. Yeah. And yeah, obviously Facebook. I'd send send your crush some pigs in Farmville. Oh my God. Or the poking. Poking was also such a thing. If you if you liked somebody and you yeah. were like trying to open up the door a little bit, a little pokey poke, that was that was everything. That was big time flirting. Or if you're feeling really bold, really bold, you would like set your status as feeling unsure about the future. Yeah, or, like, exactly. Just so someone could be like, are you feeling okay? flirty? Yeah, so bad. It was yeah. so bad. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a wild time. It was very different than what it is now. Um, but I feel like your roots and where you grew up has really it makes you such a special addition to this like whole L.A. group because you have mm -hmm. this like very warm friendly way about you that like you're not even trying you're just like this and i feel like it's a lot of like midwestern uh influence that you're just like the nicest people how'd you get so nice <laughs> well thank you i really appreciate that that's uh <laughs> i'm really glad i didn't try to change too much um i was i'm super happy i was like setting my ways and stuff uh before mm -hmm. coming out here for sure because i moved out here at 24 25 probably 24 and that's a good age where I feel like I knew who I was and everything. I mean, it was young, but like there's yeah. people who move out here for social media at like 17, 18. And I couldn't imagine that. Mm -hmm. Um, but a hundred percent, I credit like just growing up in the Midwest and, um, having like a really strong family morals thing. And also just knowing that like my family's in Michigan, I have my friends in Michigan, like I'm good. I don't really have to do anything weird to try to, um, I don't know, be something that I'm not to try to succeed. And I'm, I'm really glad that that, I don't know, authenticity, I feel like is really, really important for um, social media and just like those types of things. Now it's more valuable than ever. So I think that's a big part of yeah. why things kind of worked out for me in that way. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of that. Like being from the Midwest and being from Michigan is something I'm so proud of. I go home all the time. So like it's, uh, yeah, it's always going to be a part of me. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun being out here, though, because you really find those people, too. I've been so lucky to find um, a good group out in L.A. I, I know you lived out here for a while and it's tough. Like everyone I did. I did. Everyone has a different experience it, with L.A. And it's so interesting to hear, like even your perspective or other people's. It's like I hated it. I was so lonely. And it wasn't the case for me. I, I came out here and met everybody on like day three uh, of living here. and I was so nervous. I was like, I'm not going to meet anybody or have friends. And it was the best decision ever. You know, I met my girlfriend. I met this good group of friends and Midwesterners really do find each other. It's a, it's an odd yeah. thing where like, Oh yeah, you're from some in Chicago. Great. I knew it. Uh, right. You kind of find each other. Yeah. And a lot of people in LA are just not from LA too. So it's nice to find a good transplant, but mm -hmm. a recent transplant is like the best case scenario. It's a tough social situation though. I felt like while I was there, it was a lot of, um, People wanted to be friends with you if you had something to offer them. But if you really didn't have much to offer them, which like I sure as shit didn't, especially when I first moved to L.A., it was really hard to find people who are genuine friends and not like networking friends. Mm -hmm. So how has your experience been? Have you I feel like you've done a pretty solid job, but have you come across a lot of those like networky people? Yeah, absolutely. And like there's almost that built-in thing in your head that that's what they start with right away so it's almost like they have mm -hmm. to prove the opposite before i continue anything which i guess is a good guard but sometimes it can burn you i guess but um like i said i was so lucky to meet a good group of people who are still my friends uh after two years now that there's not really any pressure to um be like i gotta be friends with them and sometimes you'll find that where you're like trying to uh i don't know impress somebody and and 
that's kind of gone away at this point just because of the career I'm in. Yeah. You know, they're either going to like you or not, and you just got to be yourself. And if they like you, great. If not, then you can't really do much about it. But yeah, there's always going to be those people. And you're right. Maybe that was part of it because like I moved out here when everything was at the peak. Uh, TikTok was really popping off. Um, I got this job here in LA. So like I had the mainstream media and all that. And um, yeah, there's definitely people where I'm like, oh, wow, that was a weird experience. Like they had no interest in actually being, you know, a good person. It sucks when that happens too, because you're like, dang. I had high hopes. Well, I guess I wasn't right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I know. And then I felt like, like there was, there were several times where I felt like, dang, is my, is my like radar off that bad? Jeez Mm. Louise. But it also, I think, like you said, you start to stop caring about wanting to impress other people and trying to like be whatever this version of a person they want to see from you. Cause you can kind of get like a sense from people what they're looking for. And after a while that sort of fades away and you can be your authentic self and find people who, you know, match that same thing. But when you're talking about all these, like these things that you've been able to do now, and how that sort of feeling has carried over into your career that's amazing too do you like not get as nervous when you're talking to these insane celebrities yeah it depends i've developed some like late onset anxiety which is so annoying i was never nervous for stuff and now i do get nervous Mm -hmm. but it's for the randomest stuff it's like for meetings or like something like this i'll get nervous for it makes no sense um but something about when artists come in i just i think knowing that it's part of my job and I like prep for it and I've done it before, obviously, like I still get nervous beforehand, but once we get into it, I'm like, Oh yeah, we're rolling. And it's just having a conversation. So there's a weird switch you can turn off where it's like, they are human. They are not, um, this like idol or, or something like that. You know I mean? The day Harry right. Styles comes by, I'll probably have a little bit of a trouble Oof. trying to figure, <laughs> figure that out, but we have some rapport. So I'm ready for him. Uh, but he yeah. thinks you're handsome, so you're in a great place with him. It's the, it's the best position you could be in. That's just wild. So what? how did you get from doing your radio stuff to, like, this? Like, how did this ha- – what happened in between? Was it TikTok that really, like, really threw you into all of these, like, amazing interviews and, like, even these, like, red carpet opportunities mm-hmm. that you have? Literally every time I see you and Anna or, like, either one of you, really, on a red carpet, I'm always, like, I'm cheering like I'm your, like, your your great-grandma. I'm like, oh, my God, look at him go! It's so exciting. It's so cool. Yeah, that's so funny. I love it. I can't wait till we get to do a carpet, like, all four of us um, <laughs> at something. I don't yeah. know if it'll be some Netflix thing because they're a blast. And it's fun when you do them with friends. So I'm so happy that, like, Anna's part of that because uh, they're intimidating. And that's, that's another thing where I get yeah. nervous. Walking a carpet is the most stressful thing. And Anna kills it <laughs> to where she, like, knows the poses, makes the eye con- yeah. contact. I give off this vibe when I'm on the carpet that, like, I am not important enough to be there. And they can smell <laughs> it. They're like, oh, fine. <laughs> Next no. person. Uh, so I got to work on that confidence thing when it comes to the carpets. But, yeah, so much of yeah. it is uh, uh, based off of what I've been doing for years. And that was just radio. Like, um, background and, like, where I kind of started was – uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do after high school. And that that time graduation was coming up and I was so nervous. I was like, I don't really want to do college. Like I was okay in school, but I was never um, great at it. It's because I just didn't like it that much. I, I didn't like learn that way. Um, so I, I went to this career fair or college fair and there was a school in Michigan that taught you um, broadcasting. And it was more so like digital and um, mainstream broadcasting. I was like, oh, that'd be so much fun. And I love sports. And I really wanted to go into like 
sports broadcasting. It, I don't know why, because uh-huh. again, going back to what I was like, I had the squeakiest voice. I was like, hey, everybody, it's Josh <laughs> Brubaker. That was terrible. Maybe it was like an, an overcompensating thing. Totally. I'm, like, I'm going to be a man and <laughs> do some football. Uh, We're talking about football. <laughs> every Sunday. Uh, so I, I decided to go there for that. And it was a year course. So it was almost like a technical school. Like if I was going to be, you know, electrician or something, it was almost like a technical school. Oh, cool. Um, and out of, once you graduate from that and you get your certificate, the most common path was to continue in college and work towards like your degree. Um, but finishing that, um, they teach you TV on some days and then radio on the other days. And the school's not around anymore, which is sad, but um, it taught me a lot. Like they basically gave you enough experience to where you could get your foot in the door somewhere and be like an intern or something like that. But you really were supposed to do more schooling because you, you didn't have any kind of like degree. Uh, but they taught me radio on the other days and I just fell in love with it. Like it just unlocked this creativity in me, something about audio and just, I just loved music too. And, and I never thought that would be really a career choice. Um, but I fell down that yeah. rabbit hole and I was able to get jobs in it easier than like any kind of TV thing. So I started doing local radio, almost like, public radio. So it wasn't even a real station. And then I just kind of worked my way up. And it was to the point where I I bounced around and kept growing and growing and got into Detroit. And I thought I made it. I was like, this is it. This is the peak for me. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm can retire here. It's the best thing ever. I was so exciting. Um, Just you wait. I love that. Yeah. And I was doing country music and I was like, "Eh, you know, it's not bad. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I love it. I do now love it. Like you, you grow into it. Uh, Yeah. But I was like, I I guess it's, it's going to work. And um, and the pandemic hit and my sister was sending me TikToks every day. And I thought that was the dumbest app ever. I was like, there's no way I'll ever, I'm never going to download it. I'm just going to watch what she sends me. And I don't know. She sent me some really good comedy ones where I was like, all right, I'll get on there. And, and that's kind of where it took off. I, I'd post some, some stupid stuff that just kind of blew up and people really took to the mm-hmm. radio content. So I was like, this is perfect. It's exactly what I'm doing. So I'm just going to do both. And, um, that's, that's the exposure that got me to the company I'm with now here, Odyssey in LA. And, uh, but it really was the TikTok platform that got me all these like starts on, on these crazy events, like getting to do the red carpet for the Spider-Man premiere and do like Zendaya and Tom Holland and all these crazy actors. And then, you know, the Top Gun Maverick one with Tom Cruise and stuff. And it was something I never thought I would do, but I'm I'm always open to new experiences. And I think that's why a lot of this took off because I was so open-minded to it, like country music. I, yeah. I did not like it, but I was like, I see the opportunity in a big city like Detroit. So I was going to do it. And um, yeah, that's always been the mindset. And then obviously taking the leap to LA, it paid off and I uh, get to do all these cool things. And being here obviously is such a an epicenter of, of entertainment and different opportunities. Wheel of Fortune just opened mm-hmm. up. I'm thinking about spinning the wheel for the next 40 years. We'll oh my see. God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that- You'd be great. I think it's also funny that this is the path that your life has taken because you you strike me. You've always just kind of strike me as someone who's kind of shy. Like you're mm-hmm. like when someone comes into a room and is immediately like the center of it, it. That's a very different experience where you are very much like in the community of people like a little bit more shy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think similar like what you're saying with the red carpet stuff. So it's so funny that your life has taken this whole turn where you are fully in entertainment mm-hmm. it's so crazy it feels weird sometimes I yeah feel like it's like i'm not supposed to be here yeah but you can't predict that but that's why i love like this stuff like audio and podcasting and radio it's so intimate and audio has always been like the most intimate platform because it's just you know, usually you and the listener unless you have some guests and it, it really opens open me up to be more myself and vulnerable and everything and um that's helped 
like if I haven't had eight years of experience in radio, I'd be so bad in front of like celebrities or these red carpet things. But um, it, it really did make me feel like I have a leg up because I've been doing it for so long. And I, I understand how that mm-hmm. how that works and everything. And, um, you know, not a lot of these these social media jobs where you get access to certain things. And I'm in that weird tweener position where I do regular broadcasting, but I also do social media. And there's like a trust factor mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he's somewhat experienced and polished in a sense. So we can trust him on a carpet or with these celebrities. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really cool like mix to get to do both. Yeah. So when did you feel like, what was your, oh shit, I made it mm-hmm. moment. Have you had, you've had to have had it at least once. I feel like you'll have it multiple times <laughs> throughout your careers. You keep growing, but what was, what's your, oh shit, I made it. Yeah. No, like I said, too, like getting to Detroit, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in the biggest city in my state. I made it. (laughs) Uh, But there's a couple. um, And for both different like careers is what I would say for radio. When I got out to L.A. and uh, they let me know that the show was going to be syndicated. So I actually have this paper here. I don't know why I'm just playing with it. But I get to be on all these cool stations (laughs) now um, across the country and like Chicago and Philly and and Miami and Phoenix and Vegas and like all these huge markets. Um, That was something I never thought. never thought would happen like that's such a crazy concept yeah. again like just doing afternoons in detroit was like oh my gosh the pinnacle of um of a position i would get so that that's kind of like my i made it moment in radio and broadcasting um and now i'm on like 40 some stations across the u.s and, and everything and it's just mind-blowing and then for social media i remember the weird weird time where it was all blowing up and i hit a million followers and i was like oh my god like this is unbelievable surreal there's a a million people who are like invested in my life and and what i'm doing and stuff and then uh four days later i hit two million i was like i don't know what's happening four days yeah it was really scary i was like what is happening um and that was like okay i got i got something here and and i need to like you know invest time and and really put some effort into it so have you ever thought about like what that looks like in a room because every now and then when I feel sort of like dang I wish I I wish like I had like whatever a million followers then I really remind myself like Madison Square Garden is I think to 20,000 or 30,000 people yeah and how many Madison Square Gardens that you have following you all the time yeah that that puts it in such a weird perspective where it's like there's no way um because yeah the stadium thing's yeah. the easiest way to think about it because like taylor swift's doing her heiress tour and that's like fifty thousand at ford field and i'm like <laughs> wait a second Wild. that's Wild. unreal uh yeah, yeah. But it's mind-blowing it's so cool do you feel like any of your family or friends were surprised that this is what you ended up doing or were they kind of like that makes sense yeah that's a good question i don't know I, I think they're surprised. I, I think they're more surprised I live in California. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's this very small town. So they're like, they only see what the news says and stuff. And they're like, not right. uh, not Los Angeles. Uh, but my parents, right, couldn't right. Be, my parents couldn't be more thrilled. They think it's the coolest thing in the world. And um, I mean, I was a, I was a, a very, I don't know. Yeah, I was like a shy but outgoing kid for my family. I would do the skits and everything and like do a lot of performance mm-hmm. type of stuff when we had family get together so they, they kind of understood in that sense but never thought it'd be something like this like it's still every time i send them a picture i'm like hey i interviewed tom cruise for this the other day they just can't even comprehend why why or how it's happening um but they're so happy right. and so thrilled and it is such out of left left field like i'm sure it's with your family like doing something with netflix like 
my dad's an electrician. Yeah. My mom was kind of like a stay-at-home mom, and uh, just no one, mm-hmm. no one in our family at all did anything remotely like uh, entertainment stuff. So it's really cool to get to share yeah. it, share it with them. It is, and it's it's like I I think in retrospect I have a similar thing where it's like I did like my little performances for my family, mm-hmm. and I did like theater when I was in high school, and so there's a little bit of like I guess that kind of makes sense, but I don't think that anyone could have anticipated exactly how this all came together, like with the vulva pillow and everything, like that. I think came out of the <laughs> yeah, field. That's so true. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> like, about that for a minute. It's literally, it's right here. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> What an iconic my thing. dad. Oh, my God. My dad, when our intros came out and I think the like the short clipped intro was when I just was like vagina, 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 whatever. And wow. <laughs> I sent it to him and he just he just went nice, real nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, did your family freak out when they saw any of like the Netflix stuff? Because that's a whole different level. Yeah. Of, of I, entertainment stuff I, I'm, I'm one of those people who's really cringy about watching anything of our own stuff like even hearing my own voice i don't yeah. like um so i told him not to watch it i was like don't you won't you won't understand really? it yeah i was like you won't get it you won't understand it i have older parents too so i'm like you know you guys mm-hmm. won't understand the concept of it definitely not my grandparents <laughs> or anybody <laughs> but of course they did um and it, i was right they kind of didn't get it and you know how parents are they're like so yeah. rooting for you that they're like they can't understand why other people would act a certain way like why would they do right. that <laughs> which is so cute and stuff right. but and, and they're and you're like it's a game it's a game it's so funny yeah but they they yeah, loved you so and they loved you ling and they just uh they, they thought it was <laughs> such a funny thing to be like on netflix and all that and obviously my siblings were more so excited about it because that was one of the shows that we watched during the pandemic when it hit like that's the only oh, reason yeah we really fell down it so I- um that's, i forgot that that was a pandemic show like the first season came out i think right when the pandemic hit like in the yeah. very beginning of it and everybody you know fell into it and i think that's why it was super super successful it's just like the right time for a show like that because yeah. we were all isolating anyway so it made sense it almost seemed like it was happening uh in that time and yeah i, I watched it with my siblings and i think that's we kind of bonded over it and i literally said this before too and my sister remembers it i was like i don't i never want to do reality tv but if there was one show i would do it would be the circle and uh yeah. I'll never forget that DM like, hey, we're looking for people. Would you want to do it? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what a weird, weird thing how life works. You know, you manifested it. You literally manifested it. So they did. Did they have you go through like the the whole like month long or months plural long process? Or were they kind of like plugging people in at that point And you were just like you were fit in. Yeah, it, w- it definitely wasn't as intense as yours. I feel like yours was very like, when, once you told me, I was like, wow, that was a lot of steps. <laughs> I still had to do like the auditions and and do the the game type of thing where you, yeah. you do it. But I don't know. I always felt good about it. I, I think I was like in a different position too. I, I definitely had a platform already built, but I wasn't like so big that they're, you know, they kind of want to have their own stars and like build their own people. But Maybe not because they had the Spice Girls, so <laughs> maybe that's all wrong. Wild. But uh, they were, yeah, they were definitely supportive and like really pushing me to do it because I was on the fence too. I was like, I I just moved here, I like I can't leave yeah. for six weeks or whatever, yeah. whatever amount of time it was. But you know, they mm-hmm. were super helpful with like you can take your stuff, you can do it while you're not in it if you make it, you know, all that stuff. Um, so it yeah. was kind of like, and it was during the pandemic still. 
So it was like, right. I'm not doing anything else. Oh, that's so crazy. So did you actually, you said you did watch the whole thing? Because I watched like most of it, but some of it I also kind of watched like yeah. this, like through my fingers. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. <laughs> I was so ill when that came out. And I, I remember it came, you know, it came out at late. And I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I just don't know why. Yeah. I had to get up and watch it. And then I'd go to work and I'd have it on my phone just like when the episodes came out and kind of like skimming it. I would like yep. be listening. It was more so for what may actually was it about because like we knew what happened. But I was just like, right. How did it come off? Yeah. I didn't even remember a lot of the things that happened. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like random games and stuff. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like the Chelsea hand. Not Chelsea. Uh, what was the? Nikki, Nikki Glaser. Glaser. Like the. I remember that. The roast. Hell yeah. I, remember that. <laughs> I know you do. She called I me know you funny. Do. You and have it a was... nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Did you get a trophy? I still have the trophy at home. Yep. A little chair. A little roast I chair. It. I love Nikki Glaser. <laughs> I think she's so funny and I love her roasts and everything. And um, yeah. I was on one that day. I was like, I'm going to, if there's a challenge, I'm going to win. Like, I know I'm funny. So I, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to win this one. I was on the yeah. pen and I was writing flames and there were, there were worse ones too. There were ones where they're like, you can't do that. Cause it was just too, too <laughs> clever, but too harsh. Um, oh no. But I was really proud of that. I was really proud that, that she said they were pretty funny and she called me a dick on, that on Netflix. Writes that down and you're like lifelong accomplishments. That's, yeah. It's pretty cool. That whole thing was that like knowing that she has perceived us in some way is really oh, crazy. Oh my God. I want, I never texted you this. So I saw her at a party uh, after the people's <gasps> choice awards and I went up to her. I was like, Miss Nikki Glazer, I just got to tell you. Oh my God. I'm such a fan. And I was like, I was on the show on Netflix, the circle where you like um judged our roasts and she remembered and everything and i was like you called me a dick oh it was the God. best thing in my life um <laughs> and she she said she never watched it she did it but she never watched yeah. it but she remembered like the roast and stuff and um that was a weird again full circle moment getting to say hi to yeah. nikki yeah i love how i love how you were like you called me a dick and it was the best moment of my life <laughs> she liked that yeah she laughed at that too so good She's it's so good. Okay. I have to ask you because people are going to have been asking me and I feel like people will be let down if I don't ask, would you have done anything different? Like looking back at the way that our, our season played out, would you have done anything differently? Or do you kind of feel like everything was meant for the way that it was? Yeah, I think everything was meant for the way it was supposed to be, but there's definitely like, I mean, obviously, obviously, if I you're talking about gameplay or like the way you came, yeah, 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 gameplay. The way I came off, I'm happy with it. Like I was myself, and I didn't try yeah. to do anything different, so I was happy with that. But yeah, of course. Oh, oh my gosh, Alyssa. Yeah, I would have saved you a hundred percent, hundred percent. There you go. I, oh, I didn't know where you're going so, with this. No, that's tough yeah. because you're like John is still like it still is a tough choice between the two of us even now. I feel like no, we would have we would have um, we would have had a better chance if uh, if you and I stuck around. Yeah. But like it was you remember I still to this day I was having heart oh palpitations in that studio. I was like you guys got to call someone just in case because I'm about to pass out. Um, I was yeah. so I literally have never been more torn, which is dumb to say because it's just like a, a reality show, but. I was yeah. so scared, and you remember how it went. I was like, "Oh, these oh my these God. gals are playing me because Yuling picked somebody else." So I was like, "I can't, I can't get you know screwed over twice here." So I had to go with Mama Carol. But um, looking back, knowing you are real too, because for a minute I was like, "Dang it, Alyssa might be fake too or something." <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna have to go this way." But looking back, yeah, I would I would have probably saved you. Sorry, John. I mean, <laughs> I love you, and I'm so happy we're best friends now. Um, but we we crashed and burned after that. Like I knew after that it was all yeah. downhill. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, well, sorry, I mean, sorry even, like, again about that. that. <laughs> it's 
totally fine. Even the day that that episode came out, I think you texted me and you were like, hey, checking in. I know this is a rough day. I was just like so sweet. Yeah. Like no one could ever be upset. And when you're in that room, it's like, and like you're making a decision like that it's so incredibly stressful and we didn't know like we didn't know each other in real life like no one right. knows each other so you're just making like it's just and you don't really know anything you don't know if anybody's real it's just like if you really want to break your your mental health down to like little tiny pieces yeah. do something like that right i knew <laughs> right after lot. right after i met you too i was like i just screwed it up like i i <laughs> there was something subconsciously where i was like i just lost like i shouldn't have i shouldn't have done that and uh that was kind of that was kind of it but you know, it is so weird. Like, um, you have no idea about who these people are. And then you meet them for five minutes. You're like, oh, it all makes it all makes sense now, you know? Yeah. So it all comes together. And do you know that we were on the same floor? I don't remember if we talked about that before. Um, yeah, I think they they walked me by your room once and your like door was like closing and they're like, oh, God, and, like they like ran me the other way. <laughs> so I think I knew it was you. I think they had your name on the door or something. I was like, oh. I didn't see. Oh, though. wow. OK. When I went to go visit you in your room and like Holly walked me over and she was like, we're here. And I was like, are you kidding me? He was like literally like <gasps> down the hall. I oh, was like, felt That's... further. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt very far. And she was like, we're here. And I was like, what? How they soundproof so those rooms then? Because I was screaming. <laughs> I really don't know. The way that they did all of that is like really kind of amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part of the show? Do you have like a specific memory that you love? Um. Wow. That's a good one. They, um, it's all like the behind the scenes stuff, which I feel like is the most fun. Like obviously meeting the people, you know what I loved? I loved after the show where we all got to hang out, um, against yeah. their will. Our illegal after party. <laughs> I had to walk like yeah, two so miles to get there and I almost got in a fight that night. I don't, I don't uh, think I've ever told that story. There was a guy with who? A guy, a random guy. He asked me for a lighter. I was like, I don't have a lighter. And he was like, well, sc screw you, buddy. I was like, what? I, I've never been in a fight what? in my life. But there were some drinks involved. And uh, I was ready oh to my defend God. my honor. <laughs> so anyways, oh, no. it was so funny, though. It made no sense. And I, I don't know why that was such a side note. It's just a funny memory because we had chaperones. And he was with yeah. me. And he was like my hold me back guy. <laughs> that was so Your dumb. Back I wasn't going to do anything. I just thought I was like. You know, there's a lot of motions after a show like this. You I was probably like your chest. I was probably like needed yeah. to cry. I needed to punch something. I needed to see yeah. my parents. <laughs> I, who knew what was flowing through our body? Uh, right. It was the first time we drank because again for six weeks nothing. Yeah. So all it took was yep. half a beer and I was ready to roll. Yeah. But yeah, I loved getting to meet everybody. So much fun. Yeah. And then like I loved I loved my chaperone. I'm going to London here coming up. And uh, definitely gonna check in with him and hang out because he was such yeah. a yeah such a blast. So we're going out there in in June or July. Uh, I'll hit him up. That's awesome. But yeah, meeting the people and just having that unique experience. Like obviously being on the show is really cool because I went in with no expectations, but obviously watching the show, you're like, oh, this is what happens here and that, and it was pretty close. But yeah, it was just a overall experience was really really one of a one of a kind lifetime experience. So yeah, it really was. And like I agree, I think my favorite part was all the stuff like directly after like even the finale was so exciting because like to see everyone come out and mm -hmm. be able to just like I, I think Yulin came out and the first thing she did when she saw me she went I'm so sorry and I was like you're so small it's so okay small. I was like I'm so <laughs> small and it, like it's so funny how quickly all of that like 
stress from the game melts when when you're like even just at the finale you don't even know who won yet it was that made it feel so much better and our little illegal after party um to fill listeners in is technically we were not supposed to all hang out and i think at the time they said it was like covid thing but like we all had been isolated for COVID for weeks, so right. no one had COVID for sure. <laughs> the 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 speed of which the show wrapped finale, yeah, cars airport was mind blowing. I'll never forget getting home yeah. from that party and laying down for thirty minutes, and then the alarm going off where yep. I had to get we had to get shipped to the airport, and it was like a freaking yep. four hour drive, and I it was a nightmare. Um, and that then that was another drive f- broke me. Because no. my guy got lost. <laughs> my guy got lost. We were driving around back roads and stuff. And I, I'm sure we had the same drive. So, so I don't know what he was doing. But another fun memory was playing I Spy on the plane ride back. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it was an I Spy game. That was very fun. Um, yeah, like the the finale and then that illegal after party was in the same night. And then literally like hours later, we all got up and went on flights. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I remember like like the day of the finale we we had to like pack up all of our stuff because we were leaving the next day it was just like the tightest turnaround it was crazy and then and then yeah then you and i took our flight back together played i spy and it's like they sat us next to each other even, i guess you know they could have just split us up I or know. whatever oh my god do you remember how we sat next to each other though because our seats were not supposed to be next to each other no did we ask no we went up to the um to the, the, the front like, desk. I think we were just, yeah, like, I think they were just either scanning our tickets or they, like, needed something. I don't remember what it was. Mm. And she said something that, like, implied that we were together and both of us just didn't say anything so that we, at least we weren't sitting alone. And we were like, yep, exactly. <sighs> and then we sat down and that, and that was it. I don't remember, I don't remember that. what she said. Oh, my God. I don't remember what she said. It was, like, it was funny, whatever it was. And then we just, like, didn't correct her because then at least we would have a friend on the flight. So yeah. the other thing is you do all of like finale that like whatever after party. And then, and then you're on the flight. You don't talk. You're like, you didn't get to unpack any of it with anyone. It was so stressful. And we got to like exchange phone numbers, I guess, but it was yeah. just, that was stress. Yeah. I, I don't remember much of it. I just remember playing the games and like, obviously, yeah. cause we were probably still like dr- drunk or something. I don't know, but it was like literally, <laughs> um, I don't remember many of those conversations, but it probably was just like debriefing, which was probably so needed too. Because yeah. damn, what a what a whirlwind of a process. So I'm so glad we got to like. Thank God we were on the same flight. Um, some people just got shipped alone, and they're going through Amsterdam yeah. and all these different places, and that would have been worst oh case God. scenario. No, yeah, we had a, we fun. were lucky. We were definitely lucky. Was Rachel on you our flight or no? From... No, Rachel was not on our flight. She went to she had like a layover in Atlanta. She's I from think, LA. Or I wonder. Texas? I wonder why. I don't know. You know what I remember from our flight back that you told me? You told me about Anna, but like you didn't say it was Anna. You just told me that you were like, Thank you. oh yeah, I'm talking to this girl. Thank you for <laughs> I'm saying talking this. To this girl. And <laughs> oh, we have to clarify for the last time. Yeah. Because I I get comments on it. I'm sure somewhere in the depths of your comments you still do. Anna does too. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so ridiculous. We have only ever been friends i knew that he was talking i think you guys were just talking at the time you weren't like official no 100 percent. and i knew that from the flight because and you didn't say it was anna you were like oh yeah i met this girl in la because i was saying how dating in in la sucks and you were like well i actually found someone who's from 
Michigan. So Midwest, that's really baby. lucky. And also, God, that's so that's so lucky. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to clarify so that people no. stop asking? No, it was like, yeah, it was very much <laughs> it was very much a thing of like, um, I, I we were mutual friends because we were both creators at the time, yeah. and I knew she was from Michigan, and we finally met in LA just by chance. And it was a very much like things were happening that kind of caught my eye. That like you know when things happen at the right time and right thing, you're like, oh, this is something to note. Um, and then we finally it finally worked out right to where we um, were able to connect and stuff for a week, maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm going on this Netflix show for like six weeks. <laughs> I don't know what this yeah. means, but like. I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything <laughs> to be like a hey, wait or something stupid like that. You know, again, we were right. talking for maybe two weeks and um, I didn't want it to be like, you know, be that guy who was like, hey, uh, you're not going to talk to anybody else. Right. Or anything. So we did the show and um, yeah, obviously it was a blast and, and she was in my mind during it. And then uh, I was so happy to get to, you know, talk to you about it and everything. And um, but yeah, I, I mean, we we just have like great. um chemistry in terms of like great friends and everything you know like we had a blast where you and i connected so fast with like the and your nicknames for me were so iconic and i always like you know <laughs> doing the nightly check-ins like i was like Alyssa's is the best thing in the world can't wait to talk to her tomorrow and stuff. And you were doing the same thing so um obviously yep, we clicked yep. we clicked super well even not meeting and then once we met it was like it made all the sense in the world world we're like yeah this is like my my best friend so um yeah yeah it was it was the best. And then people try to make it something truly like e- everything that happened that looked flirty was like one of the only times I felt like the show was actually kind of felt produced to me. Mm-hmm. And also everything that happened, you saw it was on the show. Yeah, it and was. That, <laughs> and I mean, it was on the show what an un- and it was nothing. <laughs> right. And what an unserious thing to be like, ooh, it's a thruple. And it was like the most, I don't even know right. how to, you know what I mean? Like it was the most like we were we were making fun of it as much as we were like doing it for the show yeah um and it was so fun those were you guys were my two favorite people so i'm so glad that like they let us do that and and do the bit or whatever um and and then you and john get together which was so funny to me because i was like when did that happen and uh, i'm sure you've told that story before but uh (sighs) yeah it's just funny how (laughs) how that worked out and i love how it was your anniversary happy anniversary by the way thank you i love that you guys just picked picked a day because you didn't have an official thing you're just like (laughs) guess it's been a year you know right well so it was we went to like a it was right after we got back from the rap party which do you remember at the rap party it was like john's back was faced like was faced to us and i'm standing next to you and anna and anna's going what's going on with him no i don't remember that she's like Oh, it was I was cracking up. And then like after we got back from the rap party, it was like very soon after that that we like it was so like murky and unclear but I think that was like the the closest day that we could pick in that way. But now it's fun cuz now we get to double date and do stuff all four of us. It's great. Yeah. I do remember talking to John about it and he was like like probably how I was before I left for, you know, the show. He was like, "Oh, we'll see how it goes, you know. It's just one of those Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, wasn't trying to give anything away and I respect it and then to see how, you know, how it's formed into this is such a cool thing and um yeah what a what a fun it's like the weirdest thing um to say you guys did a netflix show and and you're dating and everything right (laughs) yeah it's a weird anytime anyone's like how you how did you guys meet i'm like we gotta say we ran into each other at yes bumble (laughs) whatever (laughs) that's that's so much easier it really is um but yeah and it's cool because we we like do a lot of the like 
the same stuff so we could do a lot of that stuff together. Totally. Um, and you and Anna have like a similar thing. Do you feel like that's fun or is it kind of stressful? Do you feel like you're taking work home a lot? Yeah, totally. Or are you, good, you guys good with boundaries? It's both. It's both for sure. Like some days, obviously, it's the best thing in the world to have somebody who gets it. They just understand like what you're feeling and what you're going through with this process in a in a weird, mm-hmm. weird world of, of social media. Um, but yeah, at times it feels like uh, have we only talked about this today, you know? Um, so there's definitely yeah. things where you have to like almost set those boundaries. Um, daily but it's definitely more positive than not i mean obviously like there's comments and and whatever and it's like it's like anything i'm i'm way better about it i feel like just because um i even when i started in radio i was getting like hate comments i'd have old ladies calling me one of my first jobs was like a polka show on an am station it was terrible and they'd be calling me like this is the worst polka (laughs) show ever and whatever and that just kind of like you know you're gonna have hate comments with whatever you do if it's public so I had a little bit of a, a buildup to it. And then I kind of made that conscious decision. I was like, you know, I'm not going to let comments affect my my mind and stuff because it's not real. And social media in general is just not real. So, um, but yeah, yeah, Anna, who's such a uh, a vulnerable and like the product is her, you know, she is the the content. Yeah. You can take it to more stuff mm-hmm. to heart and stuff. And it's tough when it's a public relationship, you know, obviously. Um, but it's the best thing in the world that yeah. we, um, we have each other to go through it. So I'm super blessed. And, and she's just like, you know, the best. So uh, it makes it yeah. way more positive than not. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like literally the happiest, sweetest couple I've ever seen in real life. Like truly. It's so I love it. And I, I feel like that's a good point about um, like you having sort of a different boundary because a lot of the stuff that you do on socials is like it's radio related mm-hmm. or like interviews and stuff. And she's actually like it is Anna and it is her and she gives a little piece of herself, mm-hmm. you know, with all of the content she makes. And it's personal, I'm you know? sure yeah, it's personal. Do you, I feel like you would be a good support system for her and, and she for you too. Like mm-hmm. you guys seem like you would just be really good support for each other too. Yeah. I feel like for her, she's like, to, to me, she's almost technically and inspiring help. Like she'll, she'll see certain mm-hmm. things with her eye. Cause she's got a film degree and, and she can kind of help me spark ideas and stuff. And then my job for her is just that reassurance and like, you know, support from, yeah. you know, because that's all and also i'm so blessed that i have multiple things like i'm doing the radio and this is kind of like a nine to five or i'll do hosting other other gigs and stuff and that's kind of um something i can hang my hat on where it's like if it doesn't work you know (laughs) with social media i have this and stuff and this is like consumes your world so obviously you're going to take a lot of stuff to heart um so it's just my job you know as any partner would to secure and be that support and i try my best every day because it's a tough world like i said it is people are mean yeah but i always think like i've never in my life looked at a stranger on the internet and been like they need to know my opinion (sighs) never so if you're a person who does that like i already we already exist in like different planes like i don't get that yeah and so when people do that like i just try to remind myself that like you have to be in, in a place yeah. to really do something like that. So whatever. it takes a very special person, know. you know, it's yeah, it, it's totally. a very specific person where it's like, I either feel bad because I'm like, damn, they're that bad that they have to, you know, try to make someone else feel bad. So like, I know that's a hard thing to do, but to kind of s- empathize for them is one thing. And then mm-hmm. the other side is it's it sucks to say, but sometimes being negative or like meanly funny is what gets top comments. So a lot of people are just trying to yeah. get the most reaction or whatever, or if, or if a creator replies. And that's why I always tell them like, do not reply to that stuff because yeah. um, you're just going to encourage more people to do it. So again, there's like a weird intent behind it. That's not 
real as I, you know, as I kind of say. So that's why you can't take it. Yeah. Super to heart. Yeah. Well, you were you were clearly built for this. Over time, you were built for what you do now, which is very cool. And I want to be mindful of your time because. Oh my God! Did you hear? Do you hear that? What is this? That was thunder. <laughs> oh, like what's happening? Holy! I thought you were in an earthquake, but you're not in California. But I want to be respectful of your time and your day because you, I'm sure, have a whole day ahead of you. Um, before you go, though, mm -hmm. I have to ask you what I ask everybody on the show: What is one piece of dating advice that you? Um, particularly like that you would like to impart on us. Wow. That's funny because I didn't know what we were going to get into. Like I replied immediately. I was like, yes, I want to be on your podcast when you asked. And then I yeah. committed to schedule, <laughs> but um, I didn't think anything of it. And then I told Anna this morning, I was like, guess who I'm talking to today. I'm talking to Alyssa. She's like, are you going to talk all about our sex life? <laughs> I was like, I don't oh, know. No, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I would never do that to you guys because people speculate so much they will live forever in mystery. And to be honest, I don't know that I want to know the sex life of my like actual friends that much. Well, hey, you know, maybe think about that before your next post, because I know everything about it. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh I God. love how like supportive you are in this industry and stuff. So I really respect a lot what you do. Dating advice. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, or man. I mean, it could be sex, but I don't know if that's really up your alley. Oh, man. <laughs> that feels off brand for you. Yeah. Um. Wow. I feel like I'm so I'm so bad at it. Don't go to a movie theater on the first date. Uh, <laughs> Trying to think of what ties back into it. Um, make sure you're good with yourself. I think we're all all guilty of you know getting into stuff when you're just lonely, and it's a very common thing now. I feel like everyone's kind of knows this, but um, I I had to when I, I came to LA. I was like kind of in a relationship, and I, I was you, you kind of do things to either maintain comfort or to not be lonely. And mm -hmm. I think I had to make a conscious decision where like, I'm going to, you know, kind of be in a selfish part of my life and also like try something new. And, and if I need to make it work, I need to be a hundred percent invested in that and in myself. And then when it's time to date, just make sure you're ready for that whole other side. Because again, um, it's tough to be in a selfish business or like focused on your goals and stuff while also being a good partner and everything. So you got to be ready for it. And willing to sacrifice and obviously make compromises if you really want it to work and to not be selfish in a sense of like, I'm just going to do this for me. And like, cause I want to have somebody, you got to think about their feelings too, mm -hmm. and not just date to pass the time or whatever. So that might have been a little deeper than I thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it always is. It always is. That's why I don't like to tell people in advance. Cause they end up pulling this amazing deep thing out of their ass and you did. So wow. Look at you. You, you know how to beautiful. get to the core of it. Good job. I don't want to brag. <laughs> You're a great uh, interview. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm coming for your job, Brew. Hey, I'm always. I'm looking for. I, we need a co-host. You should come on, and that'd be. Oh my god. <laughs> come back your, out to I'll LA. I wish you still lived here. Put obviously. me on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you still lived here. Um, and can me bring too. John out here because I would love to hang out with you guys every night. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll see you too. in New York soon. Got some fun business out there. And yeah. Can't wait to hang. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. Love you, buddy. Thank 
you so much for listening. As a reminder, we are always accepting questions about sex ed, about relationships, life advice. We will accept it all. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email to alyssaexplainsitallpod at gmail.com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. 